Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. This is the show where we interview EDM producers around the world and ask them about their production techniques, what software they're using, what hardware, what gear, how they're marketing their music, and uh, hopefully get some tips out there for you guys to become better EDM producers yourself. Hope you like the show. And this week, we have on an amazing producer. I absolutely love his tracks. Joining us today is Kevla. What's going on, Kevla? Not much, man. You know, just chilling. Yeah? Yeah. So you're up in, you're in Norway, right? Yeah, I, uh, I live in Norway uh, now. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's nice up here. It's cold and rainy and uh, expensive. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that's nice, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, it's, uh, it's okay up here, you know. That's funny. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the kind of music that you produce? Yeah, um, well, I got into music when I was little, and uh, my dad was DJing uh, frequently, so I was always around trance and house and funk uh, and a lot of disco when I grew up. So um, I was always kind of analyzing every track that I heard. Um, but I'd like to think there's not really anything specific that I produce, though. Um, I kind of just start up and I, uh, with a, this idea and uh, I see where it leads. But usually I, I tend to just end up around house, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd say that 90% of my project files are as far from house as it gets, really. Um, because I'm, I'm always challenging myself in, in various uh, genres and such. But um, these projects haven't really been released at all. And uh, it's kind of rare that I release anything that isn't a four on the floor. But in the future, I'm, I'm thinking that's going to change, you know? That's interesting. Because I was going to say, I, I haven't heard anything that crazy on your SoundCloud or anything. So Yeah, yeah. You're tempting us with your project folder there. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, you know, and some... Um, I have a lot of stuff coming up and um, I just, um, I don't want to release anything before I'm completely sure about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to like hit big if I do release any of this weird that makes sense. I have going, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, best of luck with you on that. Thanks. Um, one thing you said though, in your introduction, you said when you grew up, you got into disco. That's the reverse of what most people what happens with most people. Like they're back disco in like the seventies. Yeah. Um, how'd that happen? Well, um, my dad is, uh, he's, um, he was DJing a lot around the eighties and, um, it, it, it was all disco and funk and ton of house, you know? So yeah, I guess, uh, he just kind of continued that. And, um, he was always DJing around when I was little and I was, completely digging it you know and uh yeah like i said it was just i was constantly analyzing every track and i completely got into it and i just loved it you know it's it was such an inspiration you know that's very cool that's it's really awesome you had a dad like that that yep. sounds like a great influence for you definitely now what software do you use to produce uh, I use FL Studio right now. Um, I don't have any plans on moving on to anything else, uh, at least not now, because for me, the workflow in, in FL is it's, it's just extremely simple. And uh, the program is very capable of delivering the ideas one can get. So um, I'm just going to have to wait and see in the future if I'll ever change, um, as it can be quite a process, I've heard. 
Oh, it's it's definitely a process. Yeah. I've changed a couple times, but hey, if if you don't find anything wrong with FL Studio, why would you why would you even consider changing? Because people are talking up Logic and other programs. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's uh, it kind of falls back on um, me being open to a lot of new things. But um, I guess you have a you have a good point there. Like, I'm completely comfortable around FL, and um, it just seems to work for me. So um, yeah. I'll probably most likely stay around there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Now, how would you consider your workflow? Like how do you start a song and then take us through the process? My workflow. Uh, that's, um, it's very, um, it can be very different, uh, from time to time. Like the workflow is pretty much different every time I could have a great uh, vocal that I'm creating something for. And, um, the better the quality of the vocal, the better the outcome, you know? Yeah. It has a tendency of, of uh, setting a standard that makes the process easier to live up to. Hmm. Um, for tracks without vocals, it can be either be easier or just that much harder, but there's always variety there, you know? But yeah. um, usually I just start off with a melody and then I start doing the structure and when I'm closing in on the bridge part, um i can start messing around with a second version of the main melody hmm. you know to change things up a little bit and you know right mm. now how, like when do you uh put in drums and chords and bass is there any uh well um i always uh i always put in a kick and then kind of build around the kick uh right you know line everything up and then when I get the melody down, I, I start figuring out a, a sound that's going to be used for that. And it's basically just building around everything, you know? Gotcha. Very cool. Now, do you have any secret production tips for our listeners? Secret production tips. Um, this is actually a really hard question to answer. Um, I think I can safely say that there's not really any specific secret to a production, but uh, I definitely tell you to make exactly what you yourself want to make. And then, you know, perhaps comparing it to one of your favorite tracks or a track that influences what you may be going for. Right. Um, comparison is a great tool that many people fail to use nowadays. And um, other than that, you know, just make sure your structure is telling a story within the song. And then while at the same time, keeping the track simple and catchy, you know. Right. Good advice. Well, then let me ask you more about this, because listening to your tunes, they sound very full, very polished, and they're just in your face. Now, how do you get that sound to just like kick you in the face? Are you, <clears throat> is there any mixing tips you have there or is it in, done in mastering or? Uh, it's, um, the way it, there's this whole thing about loudness wars going on, you know, and it's, um, yeah, it's all about, you know, the track being completely up in the face. But how to achieve that is basically, um, it's basically compression uh, limiters and, you know, just pumping the volume up to the point where um, it barely, like, to the point where if you do a little bit more volume, it's going get, to get distorted, you know? Right, keep right. Keep right under that point. And then, you know, it's it's basically cleaning up 
muddy low ends and you know boosting with gain gaining up the volume for whatever frequent uh, frequencies that you remove and it, it's basically just that i see it's not there's not a huge secret to it but you know. right now are you are you talking when you talk compression are you talking about compressing specific separate instruments or are you just putting every like a limiter at the very end of the uh, chain um it all depends on the track really uh okay you know it's it's all how it sounds to me but um what i what i usually do is just you know i i pump it up uh, through the master um like in fl i use the maximus mm -hmm. um and a multi-band compressor and you know this this allows me to compress all the different like mids and lows and highs and different frequencies you could say and then gotcha. you know it's just when you do that and if you if you do it decently you just end up with a really pumping track you know huh. well they sound good so you're telling me that the tracks you have on soundcloud they're straight out of fl studio they didn't go through any mastering besides that uh I don't, I've never paid for any mastering. So, um, what you hear is what you get basically. Yeah. And, well, they sound great, man. You really got that down. Thanks, man. Who were your influences to get you started in EDM? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm listening to practically everything I come across as I'm open to a lot of genres. Um, and then I just try to like learn out of what I hear. But like, um, I do enjoy the sound that Noisia delivers, and um, my latest single, Hands Up, uh, was actually inspired by Calvin Harris. Ah. Um, I really enjoyed like the the kind of sound that he comes with, and uh, I don't know. I just try to get something summery, you know, like some summer vibes and and stuff, you know. Gotcha. I gotcha. And then there's uh, Madian with his unique sound. Uh, he really inspires me. And uh, <clears throat> that's like um, a whole new field, though. That's something I want to get into. But uh, I'm just going to have to experiment more and more and more. Just try, you know? Yeah. Well, the more you talk about that, the more I'm curious about what's in your project folder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you that's know, cool. it's, overall, I listen to basically everything. Uh, which is also why I don't really have a strong sig uh, signature in most of my sounds. But, you know, other than the summer vibey, hands up type of sound, that's, that's most likely what I'll be going more and more for now. I got you. I hear some, to me personally, I hear some Avicii-ness in your music, which is why I really like it. Yeah, yeah. There's... Um, that's um that's definitely true that's um like i said i i tend to end up in that house yeah thingy there but um yeah i do listen to uh, avicii um and you know putting together a melody like that is so powerful it can be very powerful and at the same time you know it's it, it's like the, it never gets old you know I, I agree yeah it's just it's melodic it's just yeah, it's, the way the chords and everything comes together is just aesthetic. It's music. Definitely, definitely. Now, do you play like actually play through a MIDI controller into your DAW, or do you program your notes in? Uh, uh, I actually sit on my keyboard and press all these uh, letters actually, and then I experiment from there. You know? <laughs> Wow, really? That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I actually had a MIDI keyboard, but um, 
it was a really small one and uh i didn't really enjoy it um i guess i just didn't get into it that much though but right it was basically just laying around and i decided to just get rid of it i don't need it you know i got you that's a good way man that's interesting yeah (laughs) now where do you go to learn how to improve your production skills uh I really just tend to stumble over things, uh, and I'm always checking out some tips here and there, though. But there's also this online music academy uh, slash school thing I'm thinking of checking out, though. Uh, and then there's the uh, the Future Music magazine, which uh, really breaks down how most of the, these bigger tracks are made. And uh, some even take you through a full production. So for some people, that can be a whole new important learning curve, you know? Absolutely. That, that's what got me through my learning curve. Yeah. I love future music. Yeah, they have some really good stuff. And I still enjoy ac- the actual paper magazine. I mean, I could get it on an iPad, but I like turning through the pages on that thing. Yeah, I don't think that's possible to get here in Norway. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much limited to, uh, you know, the whole internet thing. Right, right. Uh, What's your favorite EDM website? My favorite EDM website, uh, like for marketing or like... What first came to your mind when I asked it? Anything? Uh, marketing, basically. Okay, let's talk about that then. Uh, well, I'm not very good at marketing my music. So, you know, I, I just usually post it on my Facebook, uh, YouTube. And if I'm extra happy about the track, uh, I'll post it in a talent pool or a contest of some kind. Um, and a spot that I use frequently for feedback is actually um, this this page working with SoundCloud, and uh, it's called Cloud Killers. Um, what it does, it connects your SoundCloud to the page when you log in, and the whole purpose of it is to comment on a track, you receive a point, and as you build up points, people will comment on your track with their thoughts on it, relieving you of two to three points for each comment you receive. Huh. Cloud killer. Yeah, that's, um, it's a good community. Um, nice people, a lot of tips. Um, the, the whole webpage is actually based on tips uh, as you go. Wow. That's a great resource. I noticed you had some radio play in one of your songs. How, how are you getting out there like that? Uh, actually a friend of mine, um, he linked me this, uh, this, kind of a ascending thing that was going on. And uh, I sent my track into uh, uh, this person at this radio uh, called Lieutenant Wee. And uh, he completely digged the track. So he decided to play it uh, a couple of times. And I'm probably sure he's going to play it some more in the future now. And we'll see how it goes there. Awesome. But uh, yeah, that was basically just uh, an opportunity that a friend found through facebook um so a tip there can be like to you know like your local radio station on facebook and such and you know always try to stay updated on what's happening in the music around you you know right absolutely do you dj um i've tried around on my my dad's old school newmark mixer a little bit um but like other than that I haven't really put any time into it yet. Um, I've gotten a couple of job offers, uh, but I haven't taken them as I really don't have much experience in that field. 
But right. um, I do feel like producers should DJ though, um, as it allows you to work with what you love doing, and uh, it can be a great way of you know marketing your tracks and all the different clubs. Yeah, I feel that way too. I'm not the best DJ, but I feel as my tracks get better, I want to improve DJ skills because if you could play your own tracks out, that's probably half the fun, maybe more fun than even making the tracks. Definitely. You know, so it like completes the whole circle. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that's uh, that can be quite a learning curve as well. Um, you know, because you get to see the crowd's reaction, and you know, you can definitely pick out small details you might want to change if you know you see how the crowd reacts and such. Exactly. All right, this section I call the gear section, and we're just going to go through about seven questions here on what kind of gear you're using. Yeah. What's your favorite soft synth? My favorite soft synth. Um, well, Massive from Native Instruments is pretty okay. Um, it can deliver a ton of different interesting sounds with impressive variety, but um, there's not really any specific favorites. Uh, you know, there's. What do you use a lot in your tracks? I tend to, like, Hands Up, like the Hands Up track was actually made in Massive. And uh, then there's Silence, their Reveal Sound Spire and such. But um, in the end, I'll, I'll usually end up with the sound I'm going for, unless I'm drifting into autopilot, of course. In that case, <laughs> I'll probably end up with some weird sound that doesn't fit at all, but, you know, might be <laughs> suitable for another idea in the future. Right. Um, on a side note, though, uh, ever since I heard Chami's remix of Best Be Believing from Aluna George, <coughs> excuse me, I've, uh, I've gotten hooked on the kind of FM style he pulls off, and um, ah. I want to start, you know, experimenting around this, but at the same time, keeping my distance, if you understand. We, what do you mean, if you get too involved in that, it might just take up all your time? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's more like, I don't want to, I don't want to, because Chami, he has this really, really unique sound going on. Uh, uh, you don't want to. You don't want to sound exactly like him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I see. What's your favorite effect? Uh, I do. I do enjoy uh, some thin reverb. Um, I also. I also always put on um, isotope ozone and put on the reverb effect there. You know, to get that very, very low but thin reverb in the background so that you know it makes it it makes the track bounce a lot more when you're really it on uh, higher powered systems and you know huh and you use that as an auxiliary send uh yeah sometimes you know it's for the most parts it's actually just right on the master gotcha wow now what's your favorite piece of hardware if you even use hardware uh, as of right now, there's, there's not really any hardware around me except my PC and uh, a simple Behringer uh, VMX 1000 USB mixer that I really don't even mix with. But in the future, um, I'll be investing in some hardware. Um, I haven't really gotten around to it yet because uh, right now I basically have what I need in order to have some fun, you know. Sure. Are you using a laptop or desktop? Uh, that's a desktop, yeah. What type of headphones do you use? Uh, those are actually Porta Pro uh, Cos headphones. Nice. Uh, yeah, they're they're very they're not they're not expensive, you know. Um, but they're uh, classic. 
yeah definitely yeah they look crazy they look like they're from the 80s but (laughs) there's some amazing cost headphones that are like 50 bucks and under it's unreal yeah you know it's uh the thing about those headphones with me is that uh i've gotten used to um i've gotten used to like mixing with them in the dark if you uh, catch my drift there it's um like before, sure. like before, when I was mastering tracks and such, um, I would always render it out, render it out, render it out, render it out like 20 times, you know, always fixing out these small kinks. And then, you know, eventually I just learned everything. Yeah. So now I don't have to render it out like 50 times because I've gotten used to the headphones and I know like what it can't and can do, you know. Yeah, you just know your gear, so basically, you know, you, you know what it sounds like, and you know what it's going to sound like when you mix it down. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Is there any other gear that I missed that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, that's that's uh, basically it. Cool. What's the best advice you could give an aspiring producer right now? Uh, the best advice I could give an aspiring uh, producer, uh, I definitely tell him to never give up on producing, and then that everyone, you know, eventually gets to a point where hard things are simplified. Um, it takes time, but if you love doing it, you know, you'll continue anyways. Um, also a true master, you know, always takes every opportunity to learn. So, you know, don't say no to opportunities where you can learn something, even if you already know what it's about, because you might learn something new and, you know, reputation makes perfect. That's amazing advice. Yeah, if somebody thinks they know it all, they can't learn anything. So Yeah, that's that's true. It's brilliant. Now which one of your productions are you most proud of? Uh that would probably be my single hands up, uh, as it's simple with a catchy title and you know, the song itself just makes me want to put out my hands and go nuts. Yeah. But, uh, and it's sum- and it's summary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It has that <laughs> vibe. And where can people find you and your music? I can be found on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook, basically, you know, um, occasionally I can be found in, you know, the spinning records talent pool. Uh, and then again, if you're a keen radio listener, uh, um, I'll be featured more in the biggest local radio show here in Norway, which is NRK MP3. And, uh, that will be with my track hands up again. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, these, uh, these radio plays will also be recorded and released on YouTube. Awesome, man. What's your YouTube channel? Uh, it's uh, Kevla Music, basically, straightforward. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Now, we're going to put all the links to his Facebook, SoundCloud, and YouTube in the show notes. So if anybody's listening, just head over to edmmr.com to get the full show notes. Kevla, is there any final message you want to give to the folks here before we end off? Uh, yeah, uh, as hard as it is, you know, try to create what you truly want to make as this will give you a unique signature in the end. Uh, and if you stumble onto something big, maybe you can be the, the guy who makes the next big dent. That's awesome advice. It's very inspiring people. You need to listen to this guy because he knows what he's talking about and his tracks are killer. Thanks Kevla for joining us today. No problem, man. All right, that's going to be it for the EDM Producer Podcast. If anybody wants to help out the show, head on over to iTunes and find us there. Just type EDM Producer Podcast. If you like the show, please rate the show, preferably highly. 
and that'll rank us higher in iTunes and uh, give the show more exposure so more people can find out about these awesome tips. So thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you next time.